The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. The weekend is here, dare I say it? Hallelujah. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Saturday, January 27th, 2024, Saturday of the third week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year B, Cycle 2. Saturday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the Rosary. And our saint today is Saint Angela Merici. She was born in 1474 in Italy, orphaned in her teens. As a young woman, she joined the Third Order of Saint Francis. In a visionary experience, she felt called to found a company of women. Angela was invited to become a live-in companion for a widow in the nearby town of Brescia. There she became the spiritual advisor of a group of men and women with ideals of spiritual renewal and service to those in need. She was on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land in 1524 and struck with blindness. She proceeded to visit the sacred shrines, seeing them with her spirit. On the way back, while praying before a crucifix, her sight was restored. At age 60, Angela and 12 other women began the Company of St. Ursula. This constituted a new way of life, single women consecrated to Christ and living in the world rather than in a monastery, what we today call a secular institute. Company members did not live in community and wore no special clothing, made no formal vows. Angela Merici died in Brescia, Italy in 1540. Saint Angela Merici, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My Lord and Father, inspire my thoughts, words, and actions, and accompany them with your aid so that I may undertake all my activities according to your will and out of love for you. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray that the Holy Spirit may help us to recognize the gift of different charisms in the Christian community and to discover the richness of different traditions and rituals in the Catholic Church. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Saint Mark gives us one of the most dramatic passages of the Gospel. This happened after a long day of preaching when Jesus took the initiative to go with the Apostles to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. Now this the sea is usually pretty calm, pretty chill, but uh, there are, it's also known for like sudden storms, these, these gusts of wind that form very, very rapidly because it, this wind enters between these two steep cliffs and the, it, the, this wind descends with increasing power onto the lake. And in a matter of minutes, these gusts of wind transform the smooth surface of the water into literally a seething, roaring cauldron. So if you were to go to, in a boat on the Sea of Galilee, yeah, you're best to wear a life jacket. Of course, those days, people didn't take those precautions. They didn't have, I don't know, they didn't have life jackets. Not that I know of, right? So uh, we would think it improved to go out. But for them, you know, we're with Jesus. He's in the boat, so it's cool. Let's go. Life is a risk. 
going into the boat is a risk. Let's do it. And then, of course, this incredible storm uh, happens where Jesus seems to be uh, asleep. In fact, I think he is asleep. And so this story, this storm at sea with the apostles fearing for their lives over the centuries has been interpreted uh, as uh, sort of an image of uh, God, the fact that God doesn't seem to come to the rescue of the church during persecutions or hardships. And indeed, there's a long history of persecutions of Christians in the church, both you know, centuries ago and now as well. It's like we're saying, Lord, we could use you, you know, to calm the storm of the upheavals and indeed just the divisions within the church, the storms that are in the church now. But you know, when we reflect on this, and we reflect it by applying it to the church, but also to applying it to our own soul, our own interior life, our own life. Because there are different kinds of storms. Sometimes there are the brooding, overcast, dark clouds, like when we feel sad, or alone, or even abandoned. You know, I think of those people in nursing homes that are surrounded by these thick walls, locked doors, and uh, salty food, and maybe difficult, difficult people. And maybe they get, they're very lonely, you know, they get rarely any visits. And, and the storm of their life is not the intense waves and winds and the thunder, but there's this undercurrent of darkness where they feel abandoned. Right? Pope Francis had said to the elderly, the whole church is close to you and cares about you and loves you and does not want to leave you alone. And indeed, he identifies with these elderly because he obviously is old as well. And indeed, Jesus is always with us throughout all our life, even if he does not, even if he does seem to be asleep there in the boat of our life. He is in the park of Peter, he is in the church, but he is in our soul in grace. Our Lord, he said to the apostles at the end, I'm with you always until the end of the age. And and so the, the Pope has shown great concern for the elderly who do seem to be like they feel alone, they feel so vulnerable. They feel forgotten. And maybe we can do do that, make a special visit to them. Be like an angel that comes uh, to visit them, right? Especially if they're deeply, you know, feel abandoned. We can do so much good just to visit them. But then there are other storms that are much more violent and much more intense, full of emotional upheavals and fears and even despair sometimes. I mean, this... This happens when we are maybe in a toxic environment uh, that always seems to be hostile to our beliefs, to our faith, to, to our hopes. Eh? Or maybe when we are the object of complaints or even open accusations. People say things about us that they don't like about us. Eh? It can happen certainly in a marriage. A marriage can be tempestuous sometimes, full of emotions and, and hurts. And indeed, other times we may experience the storms of our own discouragement. It's, it's not the same thing as the loneliness, but it, it's like, you know, we're discouraged by our falls, our defects, our own weakness. And then we think, you know, that this is what defines us. That's everything we are. You know, I imagine a, a professional who's told by his boss at the year end, uh, the, the review of the year end, the, the report comes and says, you know, you did pretty poorly this year. We will not promote you. No promotion for you this year. Maybe next year if you're a little bit better, but I don't know. Well, that, that would be very you know, disheartening to feel so demoted. But what the devil wants, he wants us to think that this accurately expresses everything that we are. Not only that, but it'll be written on our tombstone. He was demoted this year, right? the year of his death. He was demoted. 
You know, period. That's it. That's who you are. And that kind of puts us in the eye of the storm. And God is inviting us not to be discouraged by our own defects, by our own upheavals, our own problems. They are, they are part of what we have to sanctify. You know, whenever I think of the storm at sea, I cannot but help but think of Rembrandt's famous painting, The Storm at Sea, from the golden age of Dutch painting. It's just a beautiful, dramatic painting, although we only know it today from photographs because it was stolen in 1990 from Boston. But anyway, you know, the paintings are, the photographs are pretty good. And it's really uh, an example of what happens in a storm. You just Google Rembrandt Storm at Sea and you'll find it. It's amazing. So the, the composition is very diagonally, so it's, it's really moving. It looks as though they're going over a wave and one of the disciples can't take it. He's over, he's throwing up overboard. He's sick to his stomach. Another is holding on to the jib, trying to control that. Then there's three apostles holding on to the mainsail. Another is just barely hanging on to the rudder for dear life, but with little effect. Another seems to be cowering in the corner. These are all reactions of normal people in a storm. But then there's another fellow, and he's looking directly at the viewer, like at you and me when we look at the painting. And he's kind of steadying himself on the edges of the boat. And that look, that guy, but that's actually Rembrandt. You recognize him right away. If you've seen other self-portraits of him, that's Rembrandt. It's clearly a self-portrait. But I've always wondered, well, like, why is he doing this? Like, why is he putting himself there? You know, this anxious gaze, you know, it seems to guide the viewer into the painting. Well, we know Rembrandt had a hard life. He was not good at handling uh, finances. He lost his wife, Saskia, when she was only 29 years old. All his children died at a young age. He had all these traumas in his life. And, and uh, he, was, he was popular, but not that popular during his life. That only came, you know, way after his death, right? And so he had a lot of reasons to be discouraged. Hmm? Uh, but, you know, he really did something great. He completely changed the tenor of Dutch painting of his time. Hmm? And then behind Rembrandt, well, you see Peter and Andrew pleading with Jesus, saying, Master, do you not care? Like, we're going down here. We are perishing. This is it. We will all die. The whole thing is over. The project is finished. We will all drown. It was all for naught. Well, I don't know if they were saying exactly that, but they were certainly very discouraged. They were, you know, terrified. And precisely when it seems that they, they can bear it no longer, Jesus shows his power. He rose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. But he also told them, he rebuked them too, men of little faith. Men of little faith. And you know, quite often the gospel accounts are meant to be an example for us. Yes, they epitomize the history of the church in the future, but they also epitomize the individual soul. And indeed, at times we think we're caught up in a real storm. We hardly know what to do. Our upheavals, our stress, our anxiety. They can be our tiredness, they can be our inability to focus, or we feel tangibly our own weakness, our passions, you know, the weakness of our passions. But it is true, Jesus did rise, and he rebuked something that nobody else can do. He rebuked the winds and the storm. And he can indeed give us great calm if we turn our eyes to him and persevere, persevere in our vocation, keep that optimism that God wants. And Pope Benedict has said in his encyclical on hope, and that's what we need, hope 
At the very end, he invoked our Blessed Mother, Star of the Sea. He invoked that hymn from the 8th century, Ave Maristella. He said, human life is a journey. Towards what destination? How do we find the way? Life is like a voyage on the sea of history, often dark and stormy. A voyage in which we watch for the stars that indicate the route. And the true stars of our life are the people who have lived good lives. They are lights of hope. Certainly, Jesus Christ, he says, is the true light, the sun that has risen above all the shadows of history. But to reach him, we also need lights close by, people who shine with his light and so guide us along the, our way. Who more than Mary could be a star of hope for us? With her yes, she opened the door of our world to God himself. She became the living ark of the covenant in whom God took, took flesh. He became one of us and pitched his tent among us. Let's ask our Blessed Mother eh, to help us voyage through this sea, even if there are storms, dark and brooding ones, violent ones too. She will guide us to our destination. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, and my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. And there's a lot more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app.
Steve Angrisano borrows from the thoughts of St. Augustine in this morning's Wake Up Call, A Rightful Place. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek, and we join the whole church as we begin this liturgical day. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will will proclaim proclaim your your praise. praise. darkness into light. Come, let us worship God, who brings the world and its wonders from darkness into light. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship God, who brings the world and its wonders from darkness into light. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock. Come, let us worship God, who brings the world and its wonders from darkness into light. Go within his gates giving thanks, enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship God, who brings the world and its wonders. From darkness into light. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship God, who brings the world and its wonders. From darkness into light. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship God who brings the world and its wonders from darkness into light. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus. 
Et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, num ora mortis nostre. Amen. Let us praise the Lord for his mercy and for the wonderful things he has done for men. Let, Let us, us praise, praise the Lord for his mercy and for the wonderful things he has done for men. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his love endures forever. Let them say this, the Lord's redeemed, whom he redeemed from the hand of the foe and gathered from far-off lands, from east and west, north and south. Some wandered in the desert, in the wilderness, finding no way to a city they could dwell in. Hungry they were and thirsty. Their soul was fainting within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their need. And he rescued them from their distress, and he led them along the right way to reach a city they could dwell in. Let them thank the Lord for his love, for the wonders he does for men. For he satisfies the thirsty soul. He fills the hungry with good things. Some lay in darkness and in gloom, prisoners in misery and chains, having defied the words of God and spurned the counsels of the Most High. He crushed their spirit with toil. They stumbled. There was no one to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their need, and he rescued them from their distress. He led them forth from darkness and gloom and broke their chains to pieces. Let them thank the Lord for his goodness, for the wonders he does for men, for he bursts the gates of bronze and shatters the iron bars. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was, As it was in the beginning, beginning is now, and, and it will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord for his mercy, and for the wonderful things he has done for men. Men have seen the works of God, the marvels he has done. Men have seen the works of God, the marvels he has done. Some were sick on account of their sins and afflicted on account of their guilt. They had a loathing for every food. They came close to the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their need, and he rescued them from their distress. He sent forth his word to heal them and saved their life from the grave. Let them thank the Lord for his love, for the wonders he does for men. Let them offer a sacrifice of thanks and tell of his deeds with rejoicing. Some sailed to the sea in ships to trade on the mighty waters. These men have seen the Lord's deeds, the wonders he does in the deep. For he spoke, he summoned the gale raising up the waves of the sea, tossed up to heaven 
then into the deep, their soul melted away in their distress. They staggered, reeled like drunken men, for all their skill was gone. Then they cried to the Lord in their need, and he rescued them from their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. All the waves of the sea were hushed. They rejoiced because of the calm, and he led them to the haven they desired. Let them thank the Lord for his love, the wonders he does for men. Let them exalt him in the gathering of the people and praise him in the meeting of the elders. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and it will be forever. Amen. Men have seen the works of God, the marvels he has done. Those who love the Lord will see and rejoice. They will understand his loving kindness. Those who love the Lord will see and rejoice. They they will understand his loving kindness. He changes streams into a desert, springs of water into thirsty ground, fruitful land into a salty waste for the wickedness of those who live there. But he changes desert into streams, thirsty ground into springs of water. There he settles the hungry, and they build a city to dwell in. They sow fields and plant their vines. These yield crops for the harvest. He blesses them. They grow in numbers. He does not let their herds decrease. He pours contempt upon princes makes them wander in trackless wastes. They diminish, are reduced to nothing, by oppression, evil, and sorrow. But he raises the needy from distress, makes families numerous as a flock. The upright see it and rejoice, but all who do wrong are silenced. Whoever is wise, let him heed these things and consider the love of the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and it will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. You fill the hungry with good things, Lord God, and break the sinner's chains. Hear your people who call to you in their need, and lead your church from the shadows of death. Gather us from sunrise to sunset that we may grow together in faith and love and give lasting thanks for your kindness. Those who love the Lord will see and rejoice. They they will understand his loving kindness. Your truth, O God, is high as the clouds. Lord, your goodness is deep as the ocean. From the Book of Deuteronomy The Lord said to Moses, Go up on Mount Nebo, here in the Abari Mountains. It is in the land of Moab facing Jericho. And view the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites as their possession. Then you shall die on the mountain you have climbed, and shall be taken to your people. 
just as your brother Aaron died on Mount Hor and there was taken to his people, because both of you broke faith with me among the Israelites at the waters of Meribath Kadesh in the desert of Zin by failing to manifest my sanctity among the Israelites. You may indeed view the land at a distance, but you shall not enter that land which I am giving to the Israelites. Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, the headland of Pisgah which faces Jericho, and the Lord showed him all the land, Gilead and as far as Dan, all Naphtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the western sea, the Negeb, the circuit of the Jordan with the lowlands at Jericho, city of palms, and as far as Zoar. The Lord then said to him, This is the land which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that I would give to their descendants. I have let you feast your eyes upon it, but you shall not cross over. So there, in the land of Moab, Moses, the servant of the Lord, died as the Lord had said, and he was buried in the ravine opposite Beth Peor in the land of Moab. But to this day no one knows the place of his burial. Moses was one hundred and twenty years old when he died, yet his eyes were undimmed and his vigor unabated. For thirty days the Israelites wept for Moses in the plains of Moab, till they had completed the period of grief and mourning for Moses. Now Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom since Moses had laid his hands upon him, and so the Israelites gave him their obedience, thus carrying out the Lord's command to Moses. Since then, no prophet has arisen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. He had no equal in all the signs and wonders the Lord sent him to perform in the land of Egypt against Pharaoh and all his servants and against all his land and for the might and the terrifying power that Moses exhibited in the sight of all Israel. Full of grace, full of truth, the Word lived among us, and from His fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law was given through Moses, but grace and and truth came came through Jesus Christ. Moses commanded the observance of the law as the heritage of the assemblies of Jacob. But by grace and and truth came through Jesus Christ. A reading from the Pastoral Constitution on the Church in the Modern World of the Second Vatican Council. In the face of death, the enigma of human existence reaches its climax. Man is not only the victim of pain, and the progressive deterioration of his body. He is also, and more deeply, tormented by the fear of final extinction. But the instinctive judgment of his heart is right when he shrinks from and rejects the idea of a total collapse and definitive end of his own person. He carries within him the seed of eternity, which cannot be reduced to matter alone, and so he rebels against death. All efforts of technology, however useful they may be, cannot calm his anxieties. 
the biological extension of his lifespan cannot satisfy the desire inescapably present in his heart for a life beyond this life. Imagination is completely helpless when confronted with death. Yet the Church, instructed by divine revelation, affirms that man has been created by God for a destiny of happiness beyond the reach of earthly trials. Moreover, the Christian faith teaches that bodily death, to which man would not have been subject if he had not sinned, will be conquered. The Almighty and merciful Savior will restore man to the wholeness that he had lost through his own fault. God has called man, and still calls him, to be united in his whole being in perpetual communion with himself, in the immortality of the divine life. This victory has been gained for us by the risen Christ, who by his own death has freed man from death. Faith, presented with solid arguments, offers every thinking person the answer to his questionings concerning his future destiny. At the same time, it enables him to be one in Christ with his loved ones who have been taken from him by death and gives him hope that they have entered into true life with God. Certainly, the Christian is faced with the necessity and the duty of fighting against evil through many trials and of undergoing death. But by entering into the Paschal Mystery and being made like Christ in death, he will look forward, strong in hope, to the resurrection. This is true not only of Christians, but also of all men of goodwill, in whose heart grace is invisibly at work. Since Christ died for all men, and the ultimate vocation of man is in fact one, that is a divine vocation, we must hold that the Holy Spirit offers to all the possibility of being united with this paschal mystery in a way known only to God. Such is the great mystery of man, enlightening believers through the Christian revelation. Through Christ and in Christ, light is thrown on the enigma of pain and death, which overwhelms us without his gospel to teach us. Christ has risen destroying death by his own death. He has given us the free gift of life, so that as sons in the Son, we may cry out in the Spirit, saying, Abba, Father. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the refuge of my life. Of whom should I be afraid? Even if I walk, in the dark valley. I shall fear no evil, for you are there beside me. The Lord is the refuge of my life. Of whom should I be afraid? Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, direct our actions according to your good pleasure, that in the name of your beloved Son we may abound in good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. The disciples are in trouble, and Jesus is sleeping. 
It's in today's gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app.
simply breathtaking. Adoro te devote, as rendered by Canto Catolico. That's one of the hymns of Thomas Aquinas. It begins, I devoutly adore you, hidden deity, who are truly hidden beneath these appearances. My whole heart submits to you, because in contemplating you, it is fully deficient. It's daybreak for Saturday, January 27, 2024. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the disciples and Jesus are in a boat and a storm kicks up, but Jesus is sleeping. It's from the fourth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. A great storm of wind arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already filling, but Jesus was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. They woke him. Teacher, do you not care if we perish? And he awoke and rebuked the wind. Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Why are you afraid? Have you no faith? They were filled with awe. Who then is this that even wind and sea obey him? The selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. See? 
That's a fairly recent one from Sarah Hart. Mother Mary, pray for us. Our Saturday musical tribute to our Blessed Mother. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Saturday of the third week in Ordinary Time, January 27, 2024. I'm Paul Sadek, and we pray with the whole church now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The dawn is sprinkling in the east. It's golden shower as day flows in. Fast mount the pointed shafts of light. Farewell to darkness and to to us, and all your ways are true. Lord, you are near to us, and all your ways are true. I call with all my heart. Lord, hear me. I will keep your commands. I call upon you. Save me, and I will do your will. I rise before dawn and cry for help. I hope in your word. My eyes watch through the night to ponder your promise. In your love, hear my voice, O Lord. Give me life by your decrees. Those who harm me unjustly draw near. They are far from your law. But you, O Lord, are close. Your commands are truth. Long have I known that your will is established forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it it was was in in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Save us by the power of your hand, Father, for our enemies have ignored your words. May the fire of your word consume our sins and its brightness illumine our hearts. Lord, you You are are near to us, and and all your ways are are true. Wisdom of God be with me, always at work in me. Wisdom Wisdom of God God be with me, always at work in me. God of my fathers, Lord of mercy, 
you who have made all things by your word, and in your wisdom have established man to rule the creatures produced by you, to govern the world in holiness and justice, and to render judgment in integrity of heart. Give me wisdom, the attendant at your throne, and reject me not from among your children, for I am your servant, the son of your handmaid, a man weak and short-lived and lacking in comprehension of judgment and of laws. Indeed, though one be perfect among the sons of men, if wisdom who comes from you be not with him, he shall be held in no esteem. Now with you is wisdom, who knows your works and was present when you made the world, who understands what is pleasing in your eyes and what is conformable with your commands. Send her forth from your holy heavens and from your glorious throne. Dispatch her that she may be with me and work with me that I may know what is your pleasure. For she knows and understands all things and will guide me discreetly in my affairs and safeguard me by her glory. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. Amen. Wisdom of God, be with me, always at work in me. The Lord remains faithful to his promise forever. The Lord remains faithful to his promise forever. O praise the Lord, all you nations. Acclaim him, all you peoples. Strong is his love for us. He is faithful forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. God our Father, may all nations and peoples praise you. May Jesus, who is called faithful and true, and who lives with you eternally, possess our hearts forever. The Lord remains faithful to his promise forever. A reading from the letter to the Philippians. In everything you do, act without grumbling or arguing. Prove yourself innocent and straightforward, children of God beyond reproach, in the midst of a twisted and depraved generation, among whom you shine like the stars in the sky. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. I cry to you, O Lord, for you are my refuge. I cry cry to you, O Lord. For For you you are are my refuge. You are all I desire in the land of the living. For For you are my refuge. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. I I cry cry to you, O Lord, for for you are my refuge. Lord, shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. 
He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death. With confidence, let us pray to the Father, who willed that the Virgin Mary should surpass all creatures in heaven and earth. Look upon the mother of your Son and hear our prayers. Look Look upon upon the the mother mother of of your your Son and and hear our prayers. We are grateful to you, Father of mercy. For you gave us Mary to be our mother and our model. Through her intercession, cleanse our hearts. Look Look upon upon the mother of your son and hear our prayer. You inspired Mary to be attentive to your word and faithful in your service. Through her intercession, give us the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Look Look upon the mother of your son and hear our prayer. You strengthened Mary at the foot of the cross and filled her with joy at the resurrection of your Son. Through her intercession, relieve our distress and strengthen our hope. Look Look upon upon the mother mother of your Son and and hear our prayer. And now let us pray with confidence as Christ our Lord asked. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God our Father, fountain and source of our salvation, May we proclaim your glory every day of our lives, that we may sing your praise forever in heaven. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen.
I've said it before, Saturdays are a day to get things wrapped up so that you can rest tomorrow. I think God planned it that way. The Saturday edition of Morning Air is coming right up. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's get together again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. In the meantime, you go out, make this a great day and a great weekend, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.